and welcome. If you're just joining us, you are tuned to WeFM 106.3, the station where we believe in the power of talk. This is the show, The Morning Mojo, and I'm your host, Medina Usman, and it's a fine Wednesday morning, this fourth day in the month of November, the year 2020. And as is usual in the third hour of The Morning Mojo, on Wednesdays, I've got 10 OR polls. Yay. Yeah, there we have our hype man, Lewis, here <laughs> in the studio. Lewis happens to be a corporate communications officer with NOI polls. Hi, Lewis. Good morning. Hi, Nabila. Good morning. Good morning, Abuja. Yeah, on behalf of Abuja, good morning to you as well. I also have communications designer, Jumobi Adebite, in the studio with me. Hi, Jumobi. It's good to have you in the studio. Hi, Nabila. Good morning. Morning. morning, Abuja. Fantastic. All right. So today we're going to be looking at what is a timely poll as usual from NOI polls. Uh, what exactly would a world where a Nigeria that has two thirds of its citizens aware of social media, what would that kind of world look like if social media regulation comes into the mix? Uh, this particular poll, the survey result that NOI polls has very graciously provided us with, says about 63% of Nigerians know that there is something called social media. I'm sure for those of you who listen, who are listening and have spent what is maybe forever on social media, a bit surprised that it's not a hundred percent of Nigerians. Just, yeah, maybe I'm not surprised, but it should be an interesting conversation because uh, I'm looking at this particular result and it says out of that two thirds, a large majority of people are aware of current happenings. That automatically tells you one thing, that a lot of Nigerians today who use social media go there to find out what exactly is on the ground in their country. This particular trend is, it ultimately mirrors the trend in a lot of other countries across the world where a lot of the younger generation move to social media to find out what is going on in their country and across the world. So what I'm going to do very quickly is let uh, Lewis lay the foundation on this conversation for us. All right. Good morning, Abuja, once again. Um, I'm glad to be here. And um, this particular poll, this particular poll was a poll that was conducted by us and in conjunction with our Pan-African partners, Afrobarometer. And um, I'll go directly into the findings. Like you've already stated, 63% of Nigerians um, are aware of social media and use social media. Then further down, we go down into the demographic breakdown. Um, in education, we find out that 29% of, only 29% of people with no formal education use social media. 36% of people with primary education use social media. Then 73%, a whopping 73%, that's more than twice of that of primary education, use um, social media. That's secondary education. Then post-secondary education, 88% of people with post-secondary education. So most likely, what it says is that the more enlightened, the more schooled you are, the more likely you would use social media. Now, um, even down to the age differences, we see that uh, people between the ages of 18 to 35 years, 66% of them use social media. That is ahead of and use social media. Then 36, then 36 um, to 55 years, 
at 61% use social media. Now, the least number there is for those above the age of 56, which automatically means people who are of that age and older use social media less compared to other people. Now, we the other the last one because um when it comes to gender there's there isn't much difference more contrary to popular belief that more women use social media it's actually more men have heard and use social media than more women now um when we come it comes down to rural urban more people in the urban these are things that you would expect naturally now what's is a little bit shocking here is the effects of social media usage where we have i'm going to start from the worst ones where you have 70 percent of the people who use social media saying it makes people more likely to believe fake news so they say there's a possibility that fake news could happen and you have another 60 percent saying makes people more intolerant of those with different political opinions so we've all seen where there is this whole banter gets really, really aggressive and people start insulting themselves because of their different divides and their different political parties. On the flip side, the positive side, we have um, 88% of those people who say they are aware of social media saying it makes people more informed about current events. That's where they would naturally go to know what is going on. In another poll where we had conducted last year, we had asked people if between um, TV and um, their sources of information, TV, yeah. radio, and social media was moving up. Radio was the most trusted source of information, followed by social media, followed by TV. That is after, that was like, we compared it to our last three years poll, and that was what it was showing TV used to be very high. So people now trust social media a lot more for what is happening. Interesting. That's giving a whole other definition to the saying that seeing is believing. Exactly. Apparently hearing is believing if we're going by that poll. Exactly. Because people, people actually get a lot of very, very, very fresh news, according to them, from the radio. And they can easily call can easily react the same thing with social media they can easily react now the difference we notice is that radio unlike social media they can't get the feedback i mean immediately, immediately yes on so the same level on the same level yeah. so it's always listener to so you can interact with your fellow listeners now um then on this the last um point i'm gonna make is 76 percent of people say that's people who are aware of social media says it helps people have more impact on political processes. And this is very obvious. In a poll we conducted last year also, we asked people what was the biggest benefit of using Twitter. And it says it gives voices to many voiceless people. That was 29% of people saying that. So basically, people have associated social media with the fastest easiest way for the common man to air his views and get heard for the rather than oh i have to speak to my um constituency representative in the yeah. house of reps or my senator they would rather go on social media because they may not get that audience they may not get that audience because uh, a lot of people will just feel okay well 
anyways let me just say it on social media and tag him okay you know Shimofi, i want you to weigh in on the conversation here and looking at that negative aspect of the effects of social media usage and uh, the first one with 70% of respondents saying it makes people more likely to believe false news and then the other one makes people more intolerant of those with different political opinions. Now, I find it interesting because there is the argument that is made that social media is not the problem but the people who use it. And, you know, when you talk about fake news, it's compared to rumours or just what some people would prefer to call gist in the country. And I think if there had been an opportunity for us to conduct a survey before social media was proliferated in the country, it would have been interesting to juxtapose, to compare both of them and see how fake news spread in the country. But what are your thoughts? Do you think that social media is the actual problem or is it? Uh, are we just seeing an amplification and I'm not even sure if I want to use the, the word amplification. I think what I want to say is, do you think that what social media is doing is simply showing us the actual reality on the ground? Yes, thank you, Nabila. Thank you for, the, for, for this amazing opportunity. Um, yes, um, like you said, um, we are in a time where um, information moves much more faster, unlike in the past when um, you have the radio, when you have the TV, and um, the, the global village that has been created as a result of using social media has also, um, has also laid for us a bright future, not just for Nigeria, not just for our people, but for us as a country to move forward. Um, Yes, there will definitely be people who would use um, or some persons who, who are going to be using the social media as a channel to, to pass falsehood, to disseminate falsehood, to disseminate fake news. There will definitely be things like that because um, social media, like the name itself, um, from what you can get from the name is social. So there is... There's a restriction even to that name itself because it has to be social. Now, um, going back to your question on why um, people would want to use the platform as a channel to pass falsehood is that there are a lot of people, several people from different backgrounds, different um, um, age range categories. And when they are opening social media accounts, there is the restriction is not that much by the by the creator the developers of the social media platforms so in terms of age yes you find out that some of the developers have before um, a user registers his or her account says okay are you 18 or but there is there are little there are little ways for you to actually know or actually pinpoint if this person if a particular user is up to 18 or not so you find out that a teenager a child who is not up to 18 years of course it's just for him to click yes i am up to 18 and then um, there's no way to verify yes there's no way to verify and so you find out that in such instances think um 
using social media as a channel to pass falsehood will definitely um, proliferate too. So um, for, 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 for me, I believe that it all boils down to, it all boils down to how the users themselves will be able to curtail how and where and which type of information to pass across at a particular time. Okay, let's come back to this result. There's one of the points here, one of the key findings says six in 10 Nigerians agree or strongly agree that access to the internet and social media helps people to be more informed and active citizens and should be unrestricted. Then close to a quarter, which is about 23%, want government to be able to regulate access to social media. Now, interestingly, you go down to the next point and it says Nigerians are more likely to blame politicians and political parties for spreading fake news, followed by government officials and social media users in general. So on that list, that means, according to Nigerians, the first spreaders of fake news the first problem is politicians and political parties exactly. then you go to government officials yep. yeah. then social media users yeah. now this blame game has been going back and forth in the public space over the last few days in fact it's not the first time we've had this conversation yeah. i mean there was that proposal a few years back to regulate social media mm -hmm. and the question now becomes whether there is a willingness, I'm just asking you guys, whether yeah. there's a willingness on both sides of the divide to actually accept the responsibility or whatever their shortcomings have been. Uh, I think right now, a lot more Nigerians are more interested in hearing government own up to its own side of this conversation than they are, you know, the first focus is government. Let's hear from you first, because they are the ones who are moving to try to regulate the space. Mm -hmm, yeah. So maybe, Lewis, what are your thoughts on this? All right, my <laughs> when you say what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Yeah. So I took a look at the protection from internet falsehood and manipulation and other related matters bill, which is aka the social media bill twenty nineteen. I took a look at it and from what I saw it's quite ambiguous and vague. It's not very easy for the common man to interpret. I know it's the law, and the law is going to use some legal terms and jargon, but still, it's not very easy for you to just understand. And from what I understand, the fines there are 300,000 naira for anyone who is found guilty of um, spreading falsehood on social media that's if you're found guilty or three years imprisonment that is for an individual then in any other case i don't know what in any other case mean like i said ambiguous it's 10 million naira if we are to say yes this social media like nigerians have pointed out the highest um the people they think spread the most falsehood online by 69% of Nigerians, they feel it's the politicians and political parties and government officials. If these people were incarcerated and they were proven guilty in the court of law to say, oh, you spread falsehood on social media and they were asked to pay a fine of 300,000 naira, would that be very difficult for them to pay? 
so, I cannot answer for them. So that's 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 that in turn makes you understand that this is going to greatly remove the voice of certain Nigerians who could easily speak up. In a Vox Pop we did, we were on the streets yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, we don't, as much as we have done all this and we have very credible data from this, we also like to speak to people on the streets and ask them, what do you think in your own clear terms? A lot of people echo the same sentiments that we are in this poll, that politicians are the one, the ones who spread false information, given to false promises, false um, false um, launchings, false declarations of assets and stuff like that. So there is this mistrust, the lack of transparency and it is it has it has come over time and Nigerians have garnered it over time and we also ask them a lot of Nigerians believe because we ask them have you been a victim of fake news and in our 2019 poll in our 2019 poll we asked people if um they have been a victim of fake news or and they said yes they have been victims of fake news we had a lot of people saying they've been victims of fake news but the thing is as much as they want social media regulated, I would quote and paraphrase um, one particular person that spoke to us yesterday. He said, the penalty should not be something that should be too great for any particular person. And there should be adequate and proper investigation done before these people are sentenced or um, convicted of any falsehood crimes so some people agree that yes they should social media should be regulated you see 23 percent of nigerians saying yes social media should be regulated and against the 61 the majority of people that are saying it shouldn't be regulated because there are a lot of concerns that what now what now um what now would you define as um falsehood is it what the law defines as falsehood what is falsehood or is it what the person arresting you defines as falsehood and i guess that's actually the question i was coming to and maybe it, i want to allow jumobi weigh in on this do you think that the government has done enough to actually give us the parameters within which which these regulations would operate do you think they've done enough to actually define what those regulations are and this is before even uh, talking about the bill and putting it into whatever legalese it might be, but just the engagement with citizens. Because so far, everybody has just been saying, oh, there's a need to regulate, but we've not heard what they mean by regulation. Do you think that if that comes out, the definition, will more people be more willing to accept their proposal? Yeah, thank you, Nabila. Um, I'll just start from where my colleague um, ended um, that's Luis. Um, he talked about the mistrust and which summarily also talks about the platform that you just asked right now. Um, to a very large extent, I think the government in this time has actually failed a lot of Nigerians. And that is exactly what um, Luis just said when he um, made references to some of the people that we interviewed on the streets yesterday and you could see their hunger 
you could see um, them saying things from their heart that they have been betrayed and you, you, you wouldn't expect less from Nigerians who would have said, okay, it's um, the, the people or the categories of people who are actually um, spread who actually spread false news are politicians and it's because of the mistrust and so whatever definition would be given by the government in terms of the regulation i think the government itself would need to work on its own terms on how to put their house in order and in doing that it is to create that to create that trust what do you expect from a nigerian who who sees um, who reads up a news about about um, the construction of a primary health care center with um, with um, faci hospital facilities and few weeks something that has just been launched and then you know Nigerians at this time we all want to verify information and then you get to the to, to that location where um, the launching has taken place and you don't find any medical health care. So where's the where, 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 where's the where, where is this, um, the, the trust? So Nigerians, th these are the platforms that the, the the government would need to put in place first before they come up with their definition. Okay, now let's let me come back to you mm -hmm. with all of this. Even if the social media bills, you know, if it's put forth and it's passed and it's is. Uh, perceived as repressive and oppressive my question then becomes if we're looking at the track record of government in terms of how they've handled a lot of their official websites their social media accounts or across whatever platform it is if, if we're going to rank them on a scale of one to ten i think a lot of nigerians would be tending towards more towards the negative than the positive so that in itself would tell you that government doesn't it can't keep its house in order in terms of social media usage of their own account. If we're considering that, do you think that there is the capacity to actually police citizens if this regulation toes that line? Yes, I would quickly quote someone who said, he said, that's yesterday on the street polls. His direct opinion was this. If we are to create a social media regulation, the body in charge of it should be run by young people because they are the only ones who actually use social media. He clearly stated it that the older generation, even proven in our poll here, that's the older generation above 56, like in our poll has shown 43% of them using social media, do not use social media as much and they are not as aware of what the young people are aware of. If there should be regulations, it should be done by the young people and it should be fair because if young people are actually doing something, it should be very, very fair. It should not come from a place of high handedness. Now, I would try to go back to the question you asked Jumebi, uh, Jumubi and um, there is the burden of um, proof of falsehood and manipulation. It's in the social media bill. I'm reading directly. And it states where a, a should I say, uh, a statement could be untrue and defamatory, untrue and not defamatory, untrue, malicious, defamatory, and cause damage. So what's the summary of what this particular section, that's section 6B part, three, part 2, is saying about that bill is that you have to be able to prove 
that what was published is untrue, right? Now, that is a very tricky part. Imagine if I had posted something as an announcement and the person turned around and said, okay, you know what, I'm not doing that again. Isn't that untrue? It has made my statement untrue. But it was actually true a couple of moments ago. Then the next thing is, it has to be proven that that particular statement could cause damage. And not just it could cause damage, I said it is not necessary to prove actual damage if the words in dispute are calculated to cause personal injury or financial harm. So if I said something about your business and it made you lose some customers and it was untrue and you don't have to prove that you actually lost money. You just have to come calculate the figures that you've lost. So the more I keep looking at this, the more I keep seeing ways where it can be weaponized by members of the public against each other because it's not just the government that is going to be the claimant as as this bill says it's both it can be used as a civil bill between two people and it can be against the state so the more i look at it the more i see it being being able to weaponize and the more i see it's going to favor people who have the means if you've proven I've said something that is injurious to your business or something, and by the time maybe I've made a profit off your off your off your expense at maybe three, four, five million, and you're telling me to pay three hundred thousand naira as a fine. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I, I wanna go <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> I want to go to the information that was put out by NOI Pulse from last year. I'm looking at the breakdown of the social media platforms, the networking sites, and the number of Nigerians that use it. So we've got WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. WhatsApp has 51% of respondents saying that they use WhatsApp. That's a significant population. and. Yeah. For someone like me, when I think about that, it makes sense because even with that's the particular WhatsApp, uh, pardon me, social media platform that has the highest number of users in terms of an older generation, yeah. sixty-one plus, eighty-four yeah. percent of people within that age group yeah. use uh, that What's platform. Up? Yeah, interestingly, they're the ones who call it was of. <laughs> yes, very interesting, but. I'm moving to number two, Facebook, with 45% of respondents using that. Then Twitter and Instagram is interesting. Maybe uh, a, an updated poll would show that those numbers increase a bit. But I'm interested in it because Twitter says only 2% and Instagram only 2%. Now, why this is interesting is because the recent conversation, I think we can all agree that it was sparked by Twitter users, yeah. not WhatsApp. Yeah. And the conversation around regulation, it seems as if we have completely skipped the role or the fact that WhatsApp will factor into that particular bill. Yeah. Do you think that we're being realistic? Do you think we're being realistic in terms of what our vision is for regulating this space? Well, um, like you said, um I think we, we need to do and conduct an updated um, version 
um, of that poll yeah. to to also show if there has been if, if there have been any increase or decrease in terms of usage of Twitter, Facebook, and and on um, WhatsApp. I think yeah, but um, I believe that the older generation who uses WhatsApp yeah. are much more restricted much more restricted in terms of in terms of using um, the internet now use having the whatsapp been connected with the larger users on facebook and on twitter so i think um, in the in the past few months or in the past one or one year thereabouts um, we now have more engagement research and analytics shows that we there have been more engagements on facebook and use the on the usage of um twitter and instagram and i believe that which also um was shown in our in our polls a larger percentage of the older generations don't they are not on these platforms and so their views um in terms of regulation in terms of how to regulate a particular information regulate falsehood on this platform when you are not um, conversant with the usage of an application when you are not conversant with the processes the the intrigues because all of these platforms have their own purposes they have their own usage and so when the older generation who are going to be sitting on the panel who are going to be regulating this bill they are not found using such platforms so how are they going to be fair and that also goes to buttress what louis said earlier on if people if we are going to have people sitting and regulating that bill there should be it it, it has to be fair you have to have young people young persons that will Definitely, because these are people who understand the usage of these platforms, not um, some government officials, not some high-ended authorities sitting somewhere and having their social media accounts being operated by some other persons. So it's 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 not just fair. Okay, now Lois, I want to come back to you and mm -hmm. steer the conversation towards. Um, the motives behind this discussion around regulation. It's interesting that the two most significant points in time over the last, I think, two years, the first one being the rumor that went around, or rather the fake news that went around on social media that the president was getting married to a certain someone, which of course was very untrue. And, you know, on that particular conversation, I think a lot of things will have to come into questioning a person who's ready to believe that hook, line and sinker without, you know, putting up any sort of resistance. But then the second thing being this incident, the NSARS protest, you know, the entire thing that's happened. Now, those two moments can be said to have been politically motivated, even though one in comparison to the other, you know maybe it would make that look a little ridiculous mm -hmm. but i want to go back to 2014 when nigerians across the country drank salt water because they were told they saw the news that it would cure ebola mm -hmm. interestingly 
there wasn't as much clamor about regulating social media then and in that time lives were on the line people and i'm speaking from a personal place because um <clears throat> i happened to be in i wasn't at home at that time i was in a different city and my mother drank salt water ended up in the hospital <laughs> yes i found it really disappointing and ridiculous but she did and she ended up in the hospital because it affected her blood pressure so i have a hands-on experience i know the effects of exactly fake news how mm. that affected lives mm. you know and it can be argued that you know any sort of political motivation can also affect lives you know on the ground mm -hmm. hard real time mm -hmm. so my question then goes to why we are not using in what would be common parlance these days maintaining the same energy in terms of how we draw up drum up criticisms of social media from our electoral class our leadership so do you think that in these conversations are being had around social media and the fact that for instance anybody listening to this has heard now that you know back in 2014 was it helping and nobody said do you think hearing this will allow them to actually spread sit back and take a more holistic view towards this move that they are making well um i would go back to why <laughs> interestingly that particular ebola news yeah. wasn't spread on twitter it no. was spread mostly on WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yes. And when I saw it, being a critical person, I said, come on. You guys are not going to believe this. Next thing I saw people baiting in salt. And one key thing I remember then was the source from where it came from. It was purported that a certain particular ruler in the North Central, um, I can't remember which particular state, something i can't remember how they call him but it's a tribe in kogi state he he particular ruler of this person of these people it was purported that he was the one that said it and because he said it it must be trusted yeah that's the same way fake news spreads on social media the particular incident you mentioned of where someone believed we were all made to believe that the president was getting married to another woman was spread from someone from the handle within the villa. So now if we are going to talk about if we're going to talk about regulating, so anyone who is found wanting, including high ranking officials, yeah. and everyone at the very, very bottom should be held accountable. Social media and social media apps have tried their best to do and put some form of restrictions on Facebook and Instagram. If the image is very graphic, if it has blood in it, it would warn you before you see it. The same thing on Twitter. It will tell you this image is sensitive. Do you still want to view it before you view it? On Twitter, before you share an article, it will ask you, have you read this article? <laughs> On Facebook, before you use any political ad and start saying, oh, this person is this, this person is this, Facebook will flag you and tell you. So, same thing on Instagram. 
during the mm, the recent NSAS protest. At a point, Instagram started taking some people's videos and stuff down that because it was not verified. It wasn't true. Until the later came back and gave yeah. an apology and said it was verified. Now, your question was that um what would um what would um, um the Nigerian space that's the people the lawmakers what would they do regarding this i believe it should be simple i believe it should be very simple i believe if anything if they are going to make any form of regulation it should be simple and despite 65 percent of nigerians saying and saying that social media has a lot of positive effects and 61% saying social media has it should be open to voting. Laws should not be made based on on what a certain few think. By certain few, I mean 23% of people saying social media should be regulated. Okay, we're going to come around to the conversation around the positives and negatives. But very quickly, if you've been listening and you'd like to contribute to this conversation, the numbers are 817 2132 that is 0817 687 2132 you can also call 353 Again, 0905-353-5305. You can also send us messages across social media on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash WeFMNG and on Twitter at WeFMNG. You can drop me a message on Twitter if you'd like at the Nabila Osman. Uh, I've been in the studio with NOI Polls, the team of Lewis and Jumobi, and we've been looking at what Nigerians have to say about it, uh, about regulating social media. Very quickly, I've got my first caller. Uh, let's hear from Sunday. Hello? Yeah, good morning. You're welcome. Hi, Sunday. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm very good. Talk to us. I'm calling from Otago. Go on. In terms of the regulation, I think I'll go. Social media has both positive and negative aspects. Yeah. But the positive outweighs the negative. Yeah. You understand? So it's just certain less number of people that usually bring out the negativity in social media. So you wouldn't say you regulate and all those things so that most people will not get the real facts. But now, I want to tell our cl uh, our correspondent there something. Please. All right. Um, I don't know what happened Sunday. We lost your call, but we've got Dr. Jennings on the line. Hi, Dr. Jennings. Good morning. Welcome back. Talk to us. Good morning, Nabila. It's glad to be here. Again. Fantastic to have uh, you. Go on. Let me, let me thank your resource session there. Um, thank you, sir. As always. Um, hey, do you think social media is controllable or regulatable? Based on your findings, statist uh, uh, statistically, what you have rolled out, uh, the analysis that you have done, uh, the, the messaging, the, the issues that you have raised, uh, do you think it's reg uh, regulatable or is it controllable, if I want to use the word? Now, I'm asking basically, uh, uh, global, uh, you know, uh, 
internet. Uh, it costs about two billion or two point five billion. Uh, maybe in the next three four years, if we exceed that uh, that uh, anticipation or following. So uh, we live in a, in a global world. It is in an age where um, any information is accessible. So do you think that these uh, social media things is something that can be controlled or something that can be properly regulated? Uh, based on what you have shown down, you know, the issues that you have raised uh, from your analysis and the messaging that you have put across, uh, do you think that is possible? Right. Uh, forget about the legislations and the, the clamor that people are asking for that the social media should be uh, regulated or not regulated. Do you, based on what you have just said, because... Uh, okay, Dr. Uh, Jennings, we'll, we'll, we'll give them a chance to respond. I want to take my last call. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jennings. I appreciate it. Let's hear from Maiwa. Hello, Maiwa. Thank you for holding. Talk to us. Yes, thank you. Good uh, morning. Go ahead. Let's uh, have the conversation this morning. Uh, I think uh, every media channel has been used as a, can be used as a positive or negative. You know, uh, but however, Hello? Oh, Maya, could you adjust because you keep fading in and out? Okay, can you hear me now? Fantastic. Go ahead. Okay. So I said um, previously we have um, other, other means of um, media tools have been used and can be used either in the positive direction or negative. We've experienced the manipulation and um, um, narrative control from the government as regards TV stations, TV news, radio news, and everything. You know, so the social media, the only difference or the reason why it's creating um, attention is because there's, there's a, there's a two-way two string. There can be the news and there can be um, a response from you know, multiple um, sources. So I, I, would not, I would not want us to dwell on the negative of social media media because every other every other media too too has, has its negative um, um, direction. So for me, I think social media has been the voice for the common man and should remain so. However, little um, the already existing um, measures of control that each of these platforms you know present is fine and it's really really fine. It's really fine. It boils down to the individual reading and individual posting not necessarily the social media as a tool, you know. So I don't want us to isolate social media as the problem, whereas we have experienced other tools, other the radio, radio houses, the TV houses, the newspaper present clickbait uh, and wrong information from most of the time. You know, so it's not an, it's not an isolated case. It's a matter of the people, it's a matter of who reads and who presents the, the, the information. Thank you. Thank you, Maiwa. I appreciate it. All right, so we've only got a few more minutes to go. Maybe to respond to uh, Dr. Jennings' uh, question about whether you think social media is regulatable. And then there's also that point of, you know, when we looked at the positives of social media, it's interesting that a lot of the responses were around citizen engagement and participation in the dem democratic space. Yeah. So, you know, we risk shutting that out, especially because we don't even, it seems as if there aren't enough other platforms for yeah. people to 
yeah. uh, contribute, but very quickly. All right. So um, to answer Dr. Jennings' questions, I do not think social media is regulatable in Nigeria. In my personal opinion, I will state my reasons. The Singapore, the Singaporean perspective or the other Asian countries who regulate their social media have a proper database of their citizens and what they do. Beyond that, there's also a lot of structure that has been put in place to understand who is doing what on the internet. So in Nigeria, one person could have 620 accounts. How do you regulate that? Would you call for a ban? And also, another thing that is possible that is that we are seeing in some African countries, the internet providers and the network providers through the NCC, the government can through the NCC stifle that they could say oh you restrict internet restrict that restrict this but that would be a complete violation of human rights so if is the social media regulatable now no it will be a sham right now so yeah that's my point literally all right so as a result of time i think we'll just wrap up here a very big thank you to you jimobi and to you lewis for this conversation thank you for bringing the stats uh, a big thank you to noi polls thank you so thank much and you very to much. every one of you who called and contributed to this conversation thank you to you as well don't go anywhere because the news team will be bringing you news updates at the top of the hour and the morning mobile uh, pardon me actually is democracy now that will start with pascal ojezele who will be discussing politics policies the rule of law and governance my name is Naveed osman and okay good morning abuja and a lovely morning to you wherever you are tuned in from uh, this is still the studios of crowther radio 104.5 fm your family love station on the hills on Pape here in the nation's Capital. It is a Friday morning, the sixth day of the month of November 2020. Time check is 9.07 and a warm welcome to the podium. If you're just joining us for the very first time, it's a flagship news and current affairs program on policy, strategy, and good governance. My name is OK and I'm your host. I already told you it is a Friday, so once again, it is NY Pulse Friday. Today we get to look at, yeah. this, look at and uh, discuss Nigeria in figures and in numbers. Of course, I have our guest from NY Pulse. He is uh, Louis Ehimihoi, the communications officer. How are you today, Louis? I am good. I am great. Mm. Okay, Abuja, so, it's so glad to be here again. And um, of course, it's uh, awesome so having good. you. Yeah. Okay, so um, let us just quickly have a look at uh, what the polls are saying today and uh, a new uh, public opinion poll conducted by NOI polls in the week commencing on October 14th, 2019 has revealed that 61% of Nigerians have access to the internet. Uh, when applied to Nigeria's estimated population of about 198 million of the Nigerian, uh, by the Nigerian Population Commission, this translates uh, to about 120 million Nigerians having access uh, to the internet. Interestingly, when looking at the demographics, 70% uh, of the young Nigerians aged uh, between 18 and 35 years have access to the internet, compared to the 56% of those uh, aged between 36 and 60 years, and 28% of those aged 61 years and above. Of the proportion of um, respondents that claimed to have access to the internet, 
an overwhelming majority, about 94%, um, equally, sorry, indicated that um, mostly they, they mostly have access to the internet through their mobile phones. The population um, was equally high across the six demographic, uh, sorry, six geopolitical zones and across age demographics, indicating a wide, um, just hold on, a wide use of smartphones in the country. And this wide access to the internet on mobile phones across, uh, just hold on, across Nigeria shows that there is a huge market and high demand for smartphones in Nigeria, giving um, credence to the claim that Nigeria is Africa's biggest market when it comes to smartphones, okay? Um, it just goes a little further, but let's just stop there, and um, of course, we'll go back as the program goes on. So now, Lewis. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the internet and... Um, social media. Social media, okay? Mm -hmm. So um, let's uh, talk on this a little before we start looking at uh, the figures uh, that may have just come with the statistics that may have just come with it. All right, um, before we start going into the statistics, the particular poll you are looking at is a corresponding poll which was done in 2019. There is... A more recent poll, the Afrobarometer poll you already have, mm. which also has similar figures regarding access to internet. Now, the Afrobarometer poll, Afrobarometer being our Pan-African partner, over 18 countries, we do polls. The Afrobarometer poll, the Afrobarometer survey actually looks at access to internet. That other poll that you're looking at is looking at the proliferation of internet and um, social media in nigeria those who own social those who have social media those who have access to internet and what they think how much they spend how much time they spend and so on and so forth that's mm. just for to buttress facts meanwhile the afrobarometer poll itself it is is more focused on access to internet and like you said before we go into the statistics mm, i would say as Nigeria has been rocked by NSAR's protests mm. against police brutality, the Minister of Information and Culture, we all know, has called for a social media policy that will help regulate the spread of fake news. But Afrobarometer findings show that Nigerians are more likely to blame. Now, I'll put that part I want you to guess who Nigerians blame. Later, I will drop that. Mm, I would. Okay. It's here in the statistics. Mm. The people who spread the most fake news. Okay. You'd be shocked to see who Nigerians actually believe spread the most fake news. <laughs> so if this social media policy is going to come into effect, or we are talking about a social media policy, mm. that means the social media policy is going to target everybody who is guilty of the now, offense. You, you just talked about fake news, right? Yes. Now, um, if, if we go by these polls, about 95% of Nigerians um, who access the internet revealed that they use the internet um, to engage social networking and applications. Okay? Yeah. So if this is the case, so we have, um, well, they, they say um, in every 12 there must be a Judas. So we actually have that little, or that, that, that little percentage that may just be engaging in these. Um, fake news if we are to look at it in that manner yes i i unfortunately that is the case because 
we did a vox pop not just this poll we also went to the streets and asked people what they thought about the entire thing and a lot of people said yes i have been victims i have been a victim of fake news at one point or the other Mm. and most of this fake news was just spread by someone trying to gain clout or someone just trying to look for likes or a certain particular top figure promising something and not fulfilling on that. So Nigerians also see that as fake news. When you'd say, oh, we are launching this and that and this, then they go to that particular location Mm, and there's nothing there. Okay, so while you're talking, are we ruling out um, that word mischief here? Because some people just want to be mischievous. I don't know if you remember, uh, there was this time it it, it circulated on the social media that when you bathe in salt um, salt and you drink salt and Ebola. Now, what's what's interesting is the sources of those information. So most of the time, this information, if someone just random says anything, I wouldn't take him seriously. But if that opinion was from either a medical expert or someone who I revere seriously, if you remember, that was in 2018, mm. if I'm correct. Or, yeah, or, or, or no, far no, back. It was, it was, it was further. It was, it was further. I think 2014 or 13. Yeah, about, yeah, about that. It, the, the period of the Ebola crisis. If you do remember, it was purported, the information was spread that the person... The person who asked people was a particular monarch in a north central zone in Kogi. So that was what was added to that information. So when people try to do these things, it caused serious damage. A lot of people now end up, some people had high blood pressure because of the high iodine content in their body. Mm, very true. Then some other people had other serious injuries from bathing in salt. Naturally, when you see anything, I think when you see anything, you should be able to try and be a little bit logical first. I'm going to come to the polls and show something. Mm. Now, why that could happen is because, number one, if you see in the Afrobarometer polls, no formal education. That's the people who are aware and have access to the internet. Very true. No, no, the people who have no formal education have the least number at 29%. So this is uneducated people who have high access, uh, who have the least access to internet and social media, right? Now, if any information comes from there, they are most likely to believe it. Very true. Now, if you still look at the same chart, Post-secondary has the highest access and awareness to internet. That is at 88%. So if you are done with secondary school, I mean, sorry, that's university or a college of education or any other higher institution you've been to, it's most likely you will not just have access to internet. You'll be very, very aware of internet and social media. So when you see that kind of information, you would know who and who to ask. Does this is this true? Does it make any sense? Unlike someone who has very little access, then the only person that in their village or that has that phone tells them that this is what he saw, and according to what is there, is signed by a particular monarch or a ruler or a okay, so now health you're, expert. You're, okay, so now you're talking about um, okay, um, uh, fake news in the social media, and yeah. um, um, you know. 
if you see something, uh, you should verify. You should ask around and all that. Now, how about when you have uh, the same, you know, class of people as you, just very much around you? So who do you end up asking? The question is, why uh, why don't we have some of these, um, you know, service providers actually provide, you know, maybe a platform that people that are not very aware of certain things can just go and, you know, key in and make, make carry out their findings? Now, what's interesting is is this. Facebook, Twitter, and this is not promotion WhatsApp, for them. WhatsApp. Mm. And Facebook and WhatsApp are the most used. Yeah, if you check on that poll, yeah. they are the most used. Exactly. Mm. They are the most used internet platforms. Mm. Now, um, social media um, apps. Now, Twitter and Instagram. All these apps, right? Besides WhatsApp, all these other apps, they have restrictions. There are videos where if you were about to click them, if there's blood in that video, Facebook will tell you, this is a very graphic video. Are you sure you want to watch this? Yeah. Now, there are also other apps on Facebook and I think Instagram. Instagram will warn you of the video. And besides that, when you post something, it will tell you this video, you can't promote it. So you can't put money and say Instagram. Show this video to a wide audience of people. It will tell yeah, you, yeah, no, you can't promote it. If it is political, it will also tell you, you can't promote it. Because they don't want you to spread a certain kind of opinion to certain kinds of people. And you know, Facebook and Instagram targeting is very, very good. Mm. You could target certain people that have certain behaviors online. And you could just keep on pushing at them information that is false. You understand? Mm. So they are they, they warn you. There are these restrictions there. All these things are there. Now, the thing is not in whether those platforms are providing security or safety. The thing is the people using this for particular reasons. The highest amount of fake news comes during the elections. We spoke to people on the street and Two people used the citations, that is, um, scenarios of during Edo elections, during Ondo elections, okay. when, um, before results were called out, they were seeing fake results elsewhere. Not just, like, every election I've, I've come across within the country. Exactly. It's that same way, you know, you just Ex have everybody. Exactly. And, and, and on this Afrobarometer chat, our last chat, who spreads false information the most? Politicians and political parties, 69% of Nigerians think so. <laughs> oh okay. You are, you are, you are seeing where yeah, we are yeah, coming to. Now, <laughs> government officials that. and social media come next at 60% of Nigerians thinking that um, they, share, they share the most fake news. Mm -hmm. Now, so if, 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 you, if you extrapolate it now, if the social media bill were to come into full effect... It should cover these two sets of people. In fact, all three sets of people, the major people who spread fake news. News agencies are already covered by the broadcasting course, code of co already. Yeah. So now these two sets of people should be covered. And you, who you are, whatever you are, whoever you are, wherever you are affiliated to this party or that party, make sure that the information you are putting out if not, you would be charged to court and be either sentenced to pay a fine 
of 300,000 naira as the social media bill stipulates, or three years. Now, not to get me wrong, I am not arguing for the social media bill. Neither am I arguing against the social media bill. But I'm showing this is what Nigerians think, right? Mm. And this is what they are saying. This is what Nigerians are saying. Nigerians are saying also, 61% of Nigerians are saying that social media should be unrestricted. The same with the internet too. Because it allows people, it gives people that room to air their views. It allows people, 88% of them say it makes people more informed about current happenings. 76% say it helps people have more impact on political processes. We've seen scenarios on Twitter where a certain bill comes up or a certain issue comes up. Then Nigerians push, 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 push against it. Then you hear the government saying, oh no, that is not what we talked about. Like we can see the, the NEPA rates. The AEDC rates. Mm, the yes, the, the, the first time the tariffs came out, Nigerians pushed against it on social media and the, 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 the presidency listened and they decided, okay, you know what? We are going to give you guys two more weeks to get used to this um, bill. Now it has come back at the high price. And now this is, if social media helps in policy regulation, in advocacy, in civil develop in community development and all this now those are the reasons these are a lot of things nigerians are saying at the same time other nigerians are saying 23 percent of those nigerians are saying social media should be regulated and 70 percent of people are also saying because social media makes people more likely to believe fake news mm. And 60% says it makes people more intolerant of those with different political opinions. We see where people start insulting each other because I am this yeah, party, I am that party. And which is completely uncalled for because at the end of the day, you'd still, these are people that you might still, your children might end up marrying or you might still go and eat from their buka or something. You see people saying, I would not enter that man's car. Those things are just heightened, heightened sense of, um, what will I call it now, of, of, of division, right? Which is being purported by certain people on social media. And now we've seen who Nigerians perceive as the most. So if this is what Nigerians are saying, right? Mm. At the same time, what is the government doing to, about, about all of this? The government is trying to put out a, a, a policy, the interpretation of, um, um, if I'm going to remember it correctly, falsehood and manipulations bill. It has to do with the transmission of falsehood and manipulation bill. That's AKA social media yeah. bill. And that bill stipulates as an individual, you'll be fined 300,000 Naira as an individual if you are found guilty of such an offense. And you would pay um either you pay the fine or you you are sentenced to prison for three years now let's look at it critically nigerians perceive that politicians and political parties spread the most fake news what is three hundred thousand naira to an average nigerian an average nigerian we are going to assume or should i say 
minimum wage earner, that is 10 times his monthly salary. Am I correct? Mm. A politician, I don't know how politicians earn money and political parties earn money, would earn a lot more than that. If you can buy a political form, if you can buy a form costing up to a millionaire and run an election, that means 300,000 naira should be nothing for you. So it's quite possible. I mean, this is in a, in a sane society where the law is going to be upheld, right? So even if the law is going to be upheld, this regulation is going to be very, very unfair to certain people. Okay, um, you know what, Louis, let me just pause you there and let's take this a very quick break and uh, we will be right back. Do stay. Hi. Okay, you're welcome back, and this is still the studios of Crowther Radio 104.5 FM, your family love station on the hills on Papaya in the nation's capital. Time check is 9.34, and the program is still the podium. Of course, it is the Friday edition of the program. It is the NOI Poll Friday. My name is OK, and I'm your host. I have Louis Ahimi White here with me in the studios. Louis, you're welcome back. Thank you. Okay. And um, while we're talking, we were joined by Juwabi Adegite, communications designer. How are you today, Juwabi? Hi. Okay, so you're welcome. Thank you. Mm. Okay, so um, Jubobi, I don't know if you were actually um, listening, maybe on your way over. Okay, no, of course, you've been here for a while. So, um, you know what we are discussing, of course, is the social media um, reports from NOI polls. And um, yes, we've looked at a couple of um, figures, a couple of statistics from NOI polls, like um, um, who has access to the internet. About 61% of Nigerians actually did say they have about then 39% said they didn't have and um, you know it just goes um, on and on and on and um, I don't know let's um, let me just hear you on a few of these um, issues uh, before we go on before we proceed yeah thank you very much mm. um, okay um, it is very very um, sad that um, Nigerians have divergent views on the issue of um, whether we need to regulate the social media or or whether we shouldn't regulate the social media and um, I think this also goes a very long way to to, to explain the um, the depth the depth of, of um, lack of proper education in the country um, from the polls that um, that my colleague Luis um, just explained out, and some of the polls we also conducted um, recently during the during the week, um, that's the NY um, street polls. Uh, getting to speaking with some of our um, respondents on the street, we actually found out that if there is any, if there is going to be any need for for the social media bill to be accepted by Nigerians. What Nigerians are asking for is very, very simple. And that is for the government itself to create a visible platform that will make Nigerians to trust them. I mean, you could also see from the polls, from the, from the result of the polls, where 60, um, 69% of Nigerians believe that most fake news um, uh, is being passed, is being disseminated by politicians, by political parties. Mm, that's high. I, I mean, that's high. Mm. And that also goes a very long way to, to explain the 
um, the um, distrust that Nigerians have towards our leaders, towards politicians, towards political parties. Um, one of the people that we spoke to on the street mentioned something ar um, around a community where there was a news about launching a primary health care in a community mm. and it was it, it was in the news it was in the social media but physically when you visit that primary health care you don't find anything even inside so what are you saying what are you telling of course, do not forget that um, yeah. i think was it a year or two ago that a certain lady came out and posted um uh, something on the social media saying this was a road constructed uh, by the current government administration and you know good after research and all that, Nigeria found out this was a road in another country entirely. Exactly, exactly. So and 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 that's exactly what we are talking about. So, just just in in summary, I think what what Nigerians are asking for is not too much. It's just for the government, for the leaders, for those who are in authority. If you are going to make us embrace this bill, this social media bill, put in place the platforms put in place the structures that will make us trust the process mm. and then we'll do the needful okay so talking about them um, social media I mean, you can actually join us on our facebook handle is um love sorry it's 1045 fm abuja instagram is love 1045 fm abuja and on twitter is at love 1045 fm just leave your comments um one or two we'll read uh, before we actually leave the studios now um uh, lewis yeah. So while Jumovi was actually talking, he talked on education of um, Nigeria, proper education of Nigerians with regards to the social media. Because mm -hmm. um, remember, I, I asked this question that why is there no uh, medium that people that don't actually understand a thing or two they are seeing on the social media can actually go and you know make very verifications? Well, on the other hand, if people are better educated, you know, there wouldn't be, you know, there would be little. There would not, need, yes, there would be little yes. Yeah, if there's, if people are properly educated, there would be little or no need for them mm. to spread false information. Yeah. For instance, when, um, the, during the pandemic, they said they were sharing palliatives at a certain part, and I happened to live in that location. I was like, really? I ran there. And I could not recognize from the photos that particular area. I kept on messaging them and mm. saying which particular area, and there was no response. That's already now informed my decision that you know what, it was probably just a hoax. Okay, now you okay. You are talking about a pandemic. You know, yes. At some point, I stopped reading anything about COVID nineteen because every other day you get to hear something different. Something everything new. new. Coming up with yes. you on know, our own, you know. Yes. I just stopped reading. Yes. Now. Like Jumubi has said, there's a lack of trust. And this social media bill, which actually turns to curb fake news, mm. although if you look deeper into the bill, there are some very extreme measures that even go as far as blocking your internet. Does um, NCC would issue something called an access blocking mm. order and they will block your internet. Okay because you have been found threatening national security or something like that. Those are very, very extreme. But on the flip side, the social media bill, I'm not arguing for it to be very correct. It should be in a very trustworthy society, a very good bill. 
that will at least to an extent curb the level of fake news mm, being spread being when you think you have to pay 300,000 naira or you could go to jail for 3 years for saying something foolish unverified untrue which is the word that or and defamatory you would think about it now what's interesting is that even the bill provides for you another area where you can after you've put out that thing take it down and correct what you have already said Mm, okay 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 now okay. but you know like i said trustworthy society which is one now there is no way this bill will not be used for something we would not be able to explain now this bill could easily be perversed by people who want to perverse it and also who are the people pushing this bill do they understand social media as much as the people who are using it social media according to people that we we asked and they said they spent okay i'm not going to talk about the hours the number of hours that they spent yes i'm going to talk about the greatest okay this is the greatest impact twitter has had and they said it makes it easier to connect with people it has given voices to many voiceless people it makes people interact better it's a good platform for advertisement mm. now this is a social benefit economic benefit mm. and and a political benefit so you cannot say that social media for the common man has not breached the gap of communication between and the spread of information because exactly because apart from, apart from, aside to what people put up what individuals put up you still have media houses that have online presence exactly you know, our dailies and all that right? exactly mm. so which we can still turn to for credible information Very true. now the thing is in that bill there are so many things that it talked about and he said um, if a statement is untrue and defamatory, if a statement causes harm, who decides what is untrue? <laughs> who decides what is defamatory? There's that burden of proof. All that needs to come into context. If a social media bill should be pushed, it should be pushed by the people who understand social media the most. And I'm um, sorry, uh, Jumobi, this thing, uh, just hold on, hold on. In a minute or two, we'll get to the phone lines, okay? Um, Jumobi, this thing actually strikes me all the time that people that you're pushing a bill for the greater part of them are saying we don't want this bill okay the, um, the social media is actually helping us you know in f several ways okay we've talked about the economic um uh, of course um, the information we get and all that so if we are having the greater part of people of citizens saying we don't want this why are we still you know why are we still having uh, uh, you know our government push for it yeah, I think, um, like I said earlier on, it, it, it shows how, how backwards we have been when it comes to being properly educated about the usage of social media. Especially this is Gen Z, right? Exactly, uh -huh. because, because, I mean, just like um, Louise, my colleague, um, said or was saying before you came in, he said, do these people... That's the authority, yeah, the, the government, now, yeah? the, those who are pushing yeah, it. Do they the understand? Do they understand even the social media mm. itself? So we are not just talking about some people pushing it. 
who are the people who are even using the social media mm, okay so your social media is being managed by an aide by a special assistant you don't even know um what is being pushed through your handle the best you could do is just to okay they just put up some words or something you don't know how it is being run you don't mm. know what particular message is being pushed to a particular audience of course when we have the current most powerful man in the world actually e very active on the social very media active. Tweeting and all that exactly you know? so but you find out that that's different it's a different ball game in in, in this context mm. so just like um louis said if we are going to have people who are going to be sitting, who are going to be regulating, who are going to be in charge of this social media bill, they should bring in people who understand its usage. Mm, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, um, uh, that is um, a way forward. Okay, yes. so let's uh, go to the phone line, 090 Um Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, okay. Good morning, Isaac from Airport Road. Okay, Isaac, you're welcome. Isaac, one minute, please. Okay, I think the government coming up from our social media, it is a misplaced of priority. Because it is the politicians that are the ones that are carrying out the talk of fake news, the talk of fake news. How can a politician come and say and call another person a thief? And nothing is being done. How can a politician go and shoot a video, picture of a road that was never constructed and placed it? They're adding it to the achievement of your administration. You are not fake news. So the government that is a failure is only trying to silence the people. How can you keep free control it? Okay, thank you very much, um, Isaac. Let's uh, take another call. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Okay, and, and, uh, and your guest. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning sir. Uh, my name is Samuel. I'm calling from Gariki. You're welcome to the program, and, sir. Is, 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 sorry, is, is any of your guests from NDC? No, 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 sir. Oh, I thought one or any of them. Well, you see, yesterday I called and told you that what I said was exactly that. That was there before yesterday. Yeah, uh, thank you very mm. much for that question. If they, they, uh, is, what is making people call for a reason or whatever or clamp down uh, or regulation of uh, um, uh, social media? You are not too comfortable with that. You see how it's coming up now. Now, one thing I want to say is that because they mentioned that I don't do late, NCC, NCC does not understand their duty in this country. You know, when they, they are against the people. Instead of going between the Okay, Sam, you need to round up. Okay, thank you very much, Sam. Let's uh, take uh, this last call. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning, okay. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Fine, my name is Emmanuel. Okay, Emmanuel, you're welcome. Emmanuel, you have yes, a minute. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Have a good day, everybody. Thank you very much, sir. You see, our problem as a nation is not uh, regulating social media. Without the state, we can start welfare for the people. We are in a serious problem of insecurity. Mm-hmm. As we speak to you as a nation, four or five leaders, as president, including the, the ruling one, we tell you the exact conclusion of Nigeria, nobody will tell you the figure. But we get it. We are in a country that we don't know our population. We are in a country that citizens are not organized. There's no defined platform. We are talking about regulating social media. I want you to ask the leaders who are clamoring for the regulation of uh, social media. What have they produced in the past years? Let them tell us what they have produced. First nation, if it is government, let them come out with it. You see, we have issues to, 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 to talk about, not the kind of uh, media or kind of... Uh, you know, issue that, uh, that cannot add value to the country's uh, economic growth. Okay. Social media, what I'd like to do is not a straight job. Okay. It's just that social media that creates so far leaders that some leader, in the, if you give them under it, they will not create that job. Okay. So let's talk at that thing that is meaningful to the country. Thank you very much. I have a great weekend. Okay, um, let's uh, quickly go over to our social media handles, and um, we have um, Tracy Uzoigwe here to help us out with that. So, Tracy, good morning. Yeah, okay, good morning, good okay. morning, Nigerians. Good morning. From, uh, Let's hear you. Okay, from AB, AB said no, it was the same fake news that brought this present government to Russia. Keep up till mother notice. Okay, I wonder what that is. Okay, um, Ben says no, nothing like fake news. All we have is fake government. Mark said no, that's the best, simplest, and easiest way of communication globally not only in Nigeria. Okay, Mr. Ima said, what what of fake news from, uh, no, let me not take that. Um, Sydney said, what about certified news that gets deregulated and unattended to and legit news that are treated or remodeled to a Fixed. If the government sits up and give good governance, quality, fair play, and transparency in the discharge of their leadership, who will be talking about social media regulation? Mm. Let me stop there. Okay, um, gentlemen. So there we have it. Some uh, responses um, from uh, different Nigerians, and um, well, we are. The program is um, gradually winding up. So let me just um, start with you, Jumobi. In a minute, let me have your last thoughts uh, to what we are discussing today here on the show. Yes, thank you very much. Okay, thank you, Nigeria. Thank you, Abuja. Well, my last thoughts will be... um, Of course, having in mind, um, you're reacting to some of what you've heard from uh, some of our... Yes, yes, some some of this. Because, I mean, everyone has spoken well. Um, The... And you, you could also, you know, sense from their voice the passion, what they want. It's nobody's saying don't regulate. We are not saying Nigerians are not saying don't regulate. Mm. We are not saying don't regulate social media. If you are going to what Nigerians are asking for is if there's going to be any form of regulation, give us the the opportunity to trust the process. Once those those platforms have been put, put in place, once those structures have been put in place, then we can now start talking about 
how we want to regulate the social media. Mm. Thank you. Yes, because um, I listened to somebody say, if there were no lapses here and there within the government, people wouldn't have reasons to want to cash in on that and start circulating uh, some certain information. Exactly. Okay. So, um, Lewis, let me hear from you. Yes, I would quote what um, the lawyer we spoke to yesterday on our response strategy. A response strategy is a program we do to highlight some of these things. We have experts talk about these things. The law in itself, the particular bill, is ambiguous and very vague. It can be misinterpreted to any particular way. If it should be passed into law, it should be looked at and sometimes need to be very, very clear so even the common man on the streets can understand. It's not, we are not in the age of get your lawyer to interpret the law for you. Even her as the lawyer, there were a lot of technical terms that only an IT person would understand. So it's, 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 it's for it to be a law that governs everyone, it has to be very interpretable and it has to actually have the people at mind. 61% of Nigerians are saying internet and social media should not be restricted. I'm not arguing for or against, but I believe Nigerians should be listened to. And if the only way Nigerians have a voice, which is the social media, mm. now has some form of gag, a muzzle to it, then we wonder what kind of country, what kind of democracy we are trying to build. Whoa, okay. Um, sorry, that is the much we'll be taking for today. Very big thank you to uh, Louis Ahimi, communications officer, NY Polls, and also Jimobi, a Digitech communications a designer. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you much. so much. Of course, I'm not forgetting uh, my colleague, uh, Tracy Zigwe. Tracy, always a pleasure. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Nigeria. Mm, of course, my producer, Aki, and... Um, uh, Every people that have called made contributions um, both um, through a phone call and uh, our social media handles. God bless. Till same time next week is with me, okay? And we have a wonderful weekend.